Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 48 of my little gaming show where once a week, or maybe sometimes every other week, but generally once a week, I come on here for about an hour and I'll talk about video games. Rather, an old game from my past, a game that I'm playing now, an old game, a backlog game, a top 10 list topics, just whatever gaming. I am a huge gaming nerd, been playing video games for basically my whole entire life, and I just love talking about the damn things. So, you could probably read the title already in today's topic. We're going to be taking a look at 10 underrated games that I have played throughout my days, and just games that I feel like haven't received a whole lot of love, or games that I feel like a lot of people would get a lot of enjoyment out of. So we're going to take a look at some games that I feel are underrated. Uh, More than likely, this is going to be a topic that is revisited when I was making up this little list here of games. There was a lot more than 10, but I'll keep it to 10. 10's a good round number, and we will come back at another time. And maybe y'all can even let me know what games you think are underrated. And maybe I have the same opinion. Maybe I'll go out and I'll play them, and then I'll agree with you that that game is underrated, and we can talk about it another time, the next time we talk about underrated games, because there are so many underrated games. I feel like everyone who's played video games has a few games that they feel is underappreciated, and maybe you feel like you're the only one that loves that game, but... Don't worry, y'all. We'll get into all that. But first, before we get into the main topic, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so. And as always, I encourage the listeners, let me know what you've been up to. What games have you just... You can't put that game down. Let me know what game you're just playing right now. It doesn't have to be a new game. It could be any game out there. I'd love to hear what people are into right now. That Maybe it's a game I never heard of, and then it just piques my interest, and the next thing you know, I have just found the next game that I'm in love with. Same thing goes with movies and TV shows, man. There are so many freaking things to watch and do out there. There's no way I can keep my freaking finger on top of everything, so I love a good recommendation. If you're into a show right now that you just can't stop watching, you're on a binge fest. Let me know what you're watching, and I would love to know. So, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week. Let's let's talk with some video games here. So, obviously, still continuing onward with Legend of Zelda. I have completed my second temple now. Oh my god, I'm getting close to my 100 hours, and yeah, there is still no end in sight with this fucking game. I am loving it, man. Oh, the other day, I spent like five hours just playing it and like I felt like I barely did a dent honestly that that was me doing the fire temple and it I just man that fire temple there was just so much to look around at and like oh my goodness so that was good so that's in and around where I'm at just as a note I have done my first impressions episode of Legend of Zelda you can go back and listen to my first impressions through roughly the first 45-50 hours, and then when I'm done this game, I'm gonna have another final episode for Tears of the Kingdom, the final review, and the final verdict. I just gotta beat that son bitch first, so I'm still plowing away through it, man. I'm putting in hours and hours and hours. It's just a very, very dense game, and I'm loving it, taking my time with it. And what else we got? Oh, I beat Miles Morales. I beat Spider-Man Miles Morales the other day. I knew it wasn't a very long game, so I think in the last episode I mentioned that I just started it, and now it's done. 100%ed. Uh, didn't get the platinum or anything. Don't think I'd want the platinum. I didn't like. I don't like the trophy list in Miles Morales. You got to 
go through the whole entire game a second time. I don't like when games do that. But regardless, great game. Just a blast. I know when it came out, all people complained about was, Oh, it's just Spider-Man again. It's like, whatever. Spider-Man was an incredibly fun game. I was down. I was fucking itching for some Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 is right around the corner. Still haven't beaten Miles Morales. That was the first game I bought for my PS5, and I still haven't played it. So, finally got around to that. Fairly short game. I'd say it took me like 12, 13 hours to get through. Really, really enjoyable. I thought the music in that game was spot on. Love the music in there. Graphics look great. I like the characters. Though I felt like when it comes to Spider-Man, like Miles and Peter are almost copy and paste. They're very, very similar. But I think I'm on Team Miles. I don't know. They're very, very similar. I like both of them quite a bit. But Miles definitely has a slightly better taste in music. So I I liked Miles. The game was extremely fun. I mean, if you liked Spider-Man and you didn't play Miles Morales, I mean, yes, absolutely play it. Great game. Had a really good time with that. Also been playing Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney games. Bought the trilogy not long ago, and I just dove right into them. Started with the first game. I'm almost done my second case now, and yes, this game fucking rules, dude. I see why people like them. It's simple, but like very, like, oh, it's just a fun little kind of a puzzle mystery game, right? You're just kind of piecing together clues, talking to these people, kind of looking around, trying to figure out, all right, how can I catch this guy in a lie? And yes, it's just a really enjoyable game. Uh, Awesome on the handheld, loving it on my Switch handheld. It's like the perfect handheld style of game. So yes, I'm just kind of slowly, whenever I have a little bit of time here, it's like, oh, let's bang out some of these cases. And so far, so good. I mean, for $13, I think I paid for the trilogy, getting getting a, a very good bang for my buck out of that trilogy so far. So I'm digging that. And what else? I think, was there something else that I... Oh, I just started... Um, Pyre the other night. So that is a super giant game. I completely forget what Super Giant's done, but they're a pretty well-known company. And fuck, dude, I have owned this game for years and years and years. It's just it's been on my backlog for so long. I finally finally started it up. Honestly, I feel like this once I'm done this game, it could very well be on the list the next time around cuz I barely hear anybody talk about this game. I remember when it came out, the reviews were very very strong. And then it just kind of went away. No one talked about it. I read about this game and I was like, man, it sounds so intriguing. It's one of those games that's really kind of hard to explain. But once you get in there, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, A lot of the things that I read about Pyre, they're like, it's kind of like basketball. But I mean, not really. You got these really interesting characters. I only played about an hour, hour and a half so far. So I'm very, very fresh into the game. But uh, basically, your goal is like you're you're on this field and you're supposed to get the ball, run the ball over to their side and put out their flame. It's a very interesting concept. I'm very, very early into it, like I said, so I can't say too much yet on how I'm feeling about it, but art, art direction and the design is outstanding. A very, very unique, cool-looking game. Great look. And so far, so good with the characters. Very, not only just getting introduced to them, but they're very intriguing so far. And yeah, I'm going to be continuing onward with Pyre. And that's all the video games that I've been diving into over the last week. Let me know what games you've been up to. In terms of television shows, I watched 
that American Gladiator little documentary on Netflix. I grew up, I loved American Gladiator, watched the shit out of American Gladiator when I was a kid. I remember this particular summer, I was like eight or nine, and just on our summer break, my sister and I would watch American Gladiators like every day. So much fun, and like just imagining like how much fun it would be to be a gladiator when like I always remember the the big obstacle course where the gladiator's up there with like this big gun that shoots fucking nerf balls at you or whatever I was like oh my god I've always wanted to partake in that and yeah we crushed that documentary this week I think it's like three or four episodes something like that not very long but very good just a very interesting uh documentary definitely of of its time uh what was going on in that documentary gladiator that was like a late 80s early 90s kind of phenomenon and yes just a really interesting look at the original gladiators there um, i think almost all of them if not all of them are there uh, telling you what was going on back then and yeah it was a really really interesting than the slow downfall of the show i would recommend it if especially if you like american gladiators i loved the show growing up and yeah it was a it was fun to to see what was what was all the hubbub, I guess, about about the gladiators? And yes, that was a good documentary. And I enjoyed that one. Now we get a couple... Mo- Wait, sorry. One more show still going on with Succession right here. And oh boy, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with this show right here. I'm still like just putting away very, very slowly with it. I'm struggling to stay awake when I watch the show. It's... It's just, it, I don't think it's grabbed me anymore. Like, I just, it hasn't really got its hooks into me that much. It's not necessarily my style of show. I think it's very well acted. There's great characters. It's not really, just really hasn't done enough for me, per se. But we'll see. I mean, last night, I popped it on, fell asleep instantly. I was like, oh, that's kind of the death blow for me when it comes to a show. If it's just putting me asleep that fast, it's like, okay, I I'm, I guess I'm just not that into it. But, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, I'll keep trying but we'll see and now we go to the movie so i partook in two movies this week let's start with the one that i didn't like uh so i had bros uh bros was um i swore i saw the trailer for this movie a while back and i was like that looks fucking amazing that looks hilarious i'm gonna watch that and then it came out i believe this it came out on crave i'm pretty sure so I was like, all right, uh, asked my wife, do you want to watch a movie? I got like a little list of them. She, we picked bros. So boom, we started watching bros. And I was extremely let down, y'all. This movie was, I didn't, I, I think I, I, uh, what, I didn't do my research well enough with this one. I thought it was going to be like a raunchy comedy. And it was definitely more on the side of uh, a romantic comedy kind of deal. Definitely. Oh, it just was, it did not tickle my pickle whatsoever. It it had nothing to do with it being two dudes uh, falling in love with each other. Nothing like that. I was completely fine with that. It was just like, just not that compelling. Like the, the characters weren't that great. It had a couple of chuckles from me, but man, I was about 45, 50 minutes in. And I looked over at my wife. I'm like, yo, you want to, you, you want to cut this off? Like, I don't think I'm watching this, man. This I wasn't, I was not into it whatsoever, so I tapped out, I couldn't get through Bros, which I was disappointed, I was actually, I had very high hopes for that movie, reviews were really well, and even when it comes to reviews, I don't take reviews all that seriously, especially with movies, because 
movies are so like it really depends on what kind of person you are when you watch that movie so i don't know i really the only ones i take into account is if the audience score is similar to the reviewer score then i feel okay we got a pretty pretty good consensus of what this is and it's the audience loved it critics loved it i was like okay we should have but it just wasn't for me man i was not guess i just really wasn't in the mood for a a draw a romantic comedy just dramedy whatever the fuck not for me so i couldn't do that movie now this one came out uh i was extremely fucking excited i almost had to drop everything and just watch it right away with the second it popped on crave but that is evil dead rise massive evil dead fan right here i love evil dead love all the movies I think Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, might be my my personal favorite because it's just so funny. It's just, oh, it's it's a, it's definitely different from the other Evil Deads. Regardless, love, love, love Evil Dead. The 2015, I think it was 2015 when they did that Evil Dead movie. Uh, I loved that movie as well. And now this one comes out. This was a good-ass fucking movie, man. Really good. The only thing I'll say is that it definitely has a different feel. Like, it's it's Evil Dead... I don't know if it's... I wouldn't say that it's necessarily Evil Dead only by name. It's definitely got that Evil Dead feel. But it doesn't have that Sam Raimi Evil Dead feel. I mean, they do do the camera stuff. That's kind of Sam Raimi's gimmick. But I don't know. There was definitely a feel... Like, the comedy didn't quite hit... The way that other Evil Deads have. Obviously, the characters weren't quite to the level. You don't have an ash in this movie. You don't have fucking someone running around with a chainsaw for an arm and their boomstick. But I thought this was probably the scariest or most unsettling Evil Dead? Question mark. Now it's not. I, I, I didn't find it like, oh my god, it's the scariest fucking movie. Like, oh geez, don't watch this with the lights off. It, it's, it's. It's it's just a uh, fuck. It's a spectacle, that's for sure. Uh, definitely very gory. There's a lot of gore. Great blood. I loved the cheese grater part. That was fucking dope. I watched that like five times. I just the the acting was on point. I loved the the two females that were playing the. Uh, the the demons, I guess, they were spectacular. I loved it. The gore was over the top, and I loved the ending. I'm very excited for the future of the Evil Dead franchise. I mean, I hope it doesn't take as long for them to make the next one. I mean, 2015 to 2023. Holy shit, dude. That's uh, a little bit too long of a wait for me personally, but if you're an Evil Dead fan, if you're a gore fan, if you're a horror fan, probably gonna get uh, a good, you're gonna have a good time with Evil Dead Rise. Really good movie. I don't think you you have to watch Evil Dead 2015, but I would highly recommend it. That movie is um, basically a little love letter to the Evil Dead fans. Uh, it was a really, really good, now I haven't watched it since it came out. I watched it in theaters way back when it came out. I haven't been able to watch it again since, but I remember fucking loving it, and this was a very awesome movie as well. So, I'm curious to hear what, if there's Evil Dead fans listening, let me know what you thought of it. If you've seen it yet, did you feel, was it like a little bit straight off a little too much from that Evil Dead feeling, or do you like that it kind of went for its own kind of Evil Dead feel? Now, like I said, there was some, there was some parts where I giggled and stuff. It wasn't like over the top, like comedy, like legitimate, there's slapstick comedy in Army of Darkness, like legitimate slapstick, like fucking Three Stooges stuff, I love it, now there's none of that, but there's definitely, there's definitely parts that you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's good, so I love 
when horror can implement comedy in a great way. I thought Evil Dead did it very good in this movie. I just thought it was a, a little bit different, not in a bad way. I just felt, it definitely felt different than your usual Evil Dead. But I really, really enjoyed this movie. So I will recommend it. Absolutely go out there and check out Evil Dead Rise. It is on Crave right now. So if you have that, there you go. So you can check that one out. And that's everything that I've been up to over the last week or so. So as always, let me know what you've been up to. And let's talk about some underrated games, y'all. Let's fucking do this shit. No particular order. I'm just going to kind of go through this little list of games that I came up with over the week. Like if I'm just a game comes into my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that that's underrated. Boom, it goes on the list. I even have like half of the next list already made up. So I, I we're, we're good here. So let's just start with the first game that I have on my list. And that is No More Heroes 2. So I, I'm i a fan of No More Heroes. I played the first game. It had its flaws, but there was definitely some, a lot of things that I liked about No More Heroes. And then No More Heroes 2, just a fucking fantastic sequel, tightened up everything from the first game, addressed the problems in the first game, especially those terrible, terrible mini games and the overworld that it had. They upgraded that in a fantastic way. Everything was just better everything was better they even they did throw in a mini game in no more heroes 2 that was kind of like a callback to the shitty mini games of the first one so i like that they did that but travis touchdown is just a phenomenal little character very cocky very over the top and this game i played it on the wii obviously and i enjoyed the motion controls of this game the boss fights are very fun and over the top you get these big crazy bosses well not big but they're big in personality big in character and your whole goal i believe in this one it's rather you're defending your top assassin ranking or you're trying to climb up the assassin ladder rankings and shit it's great man like you're going around you do these odd jobs doing your main missions you can buy clothes and like yeah there's it's just a very charming full of personality full of character phenomenal little game one of the treats that i had on my wii now i don't have a very big nintendo wii collection and most of the games that are on my wii are nintendo games like your marios your usuals and i didn't stray out of there very often but no more heroes would be one of my my main games uh to go for sadly i haven't kept up with no more heroes since no more heroes 2 i know there's no more heroes 3 i believe there's a travis strikes back game or something like that no more heroes continues to go on but there was something special about that game being on the wii i remember i forget it's how you have to power up your sword and they literally just make you jerk off the wiimote to power it up and he like travis looks like he's jerking off the sword it's just a very humorous funny game you also save by taking a dump you just get on the toilet take a shit that's how you save your game i love no more heroes too i really really loved it and uh, I should probably try and keep up with the games. I just, I know they haven't quite hit that, that No More Heroes 2 mark. Like, that's the highest rated game in the series. And I think rightfully so. I just think I, no one talks about that game. I feel like No More Heroes 1, it's rather you loved it or you hated it. I liked it enough that I was like, yeah, I'll definitely get into No More Heroes 2. And I think that is... That's the best game in the series by quite a bit. But again, like I said, didn't play the other ones. So no more Heroes 2. If you got a Wii or I don't know if they... I think they re-released them. They might be on the Switch. But like I said, man, there's something special about jerking off a Wii mode. So there is that. So we'll move on to the next game here. We're going to have a 
a few of the indie games. I, I only have a couple here. I mean, you can easily make a whole entire list of just indie games because I feel even still today, indie games still extremely underrated. People still aren't on the indie game train just yet. A lot of people still love their their big budget video games, and I understand that. I used to be one of them. I was, I was a little slow to the indie game party, but um, this one here is one of my all-time favorites, a game that I have a full Let's Play of on my YouTube channel. 100 episodes on that fucking Let's Play. My longest Let's Play ever by far. I would love you so much if you go watch it, because no one watched it, and I... I spent so much time on that Let's Play. Like, I'm not like a fantastic editor or anything like that. That was just a game that I wanted to tackle. It was a personal kind of a challenge slash goal for myself. On my YouTube channel, I've never tackled a series that big. And I, I really wanted to make myself get through it without tapping out. And I did so. But that game is Disco Elysium. So this is a mystery cop drama game. It's very, very... Story driven, there's not much when it comes to gameplay. You're a detective cop and you're trying to figure out this murder that went down in this town, and you also you've lost your memory and you're trying to figure out everything. It is one of the most well-written games I have ever played. The story is amazing. I absolutely adored the story. The characters in this game are out of control. Kim Kitsuragi is one of the best fucking side characters, side dudes, partner I have ever had. I I would fucking do crazy things for Kim. That guy is a saint. He is a god walking among us. But when this game first came out, I believe it was only on PC, and it came out with no voice acting, so it was a strictly reading game. And even back then, it was like very highly rated. A lot of people that, that played it loved it. The great thing about Disco Elysium now is that it's updated you got fully voice acted and the voice acting is incredible oh my god like i didn't play it without it but i can only imagine the people that played it without it and then played it again with voice acting how much that voice acting added because it is truly one of the best voice acted games i've ever i ever like it's incredibly funny lots and lots and lots and laughs it's a very very strange game a lot of weird shit is going on here you got tons of variety i mean there's so many ways you can make this story there's like so many ways like i played through this i haven't played through the entirety of it but i played it three times and all three times completely different shit was going down like I can't tell you how many endings per se. I would at least five. I would have to think there's lots of mystery to this game. There are things in this game I still have no idea. It's an RPG in a way where you're you can put in skill points into certain like you're leveling leveling up your mind and body, uh, which sounds kind of typical. But you're you're not leveling up like oh my my muscles are bigger now. It's like no, my empathy is stronger and my my. My cop senses are stronger. You can make yourself incredibly intelligent or incredibly dumb but tough. There's a lot of ways to play through this game. And, like, yes, it's a game that I feel like I will be playing through probably a few more times in my lifetime uh, because there's just so many different ways to take the story and so many ways you can interact with the characters. And, yeah, the trophy list in this one makes it very known that, like, oh, there's some really weird shit that you can see in this game and do in this game, and I love it. So, very good mystery game. 
the story is like, oh, you're just like, oh, I just want to figure it out. I just want to keep going. Oh, I got to figure it out. Like, oh, you definitely get stumped. I got stumped. And you're just like, oh. But once you figure it out, then the fucking, it all just starts to flow in this beautiful, beautiful way. It's uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing game. I absolutely love it. Uh, art style, out of control, very unique look. Kind of like a watercolor painting come to life. I don't think there's really much for music in there. I can't recall the music, but voice acting, incredible story, amazing. And I'm not a huge story guy, but I was in, I loved it. And yes, if you want a game that has a ton of replayability, it's roughly a 35, 40 hour game. And yeah, you can play through it a ton of times and have a blast with it every time. One of the funnier games that I've ever played, that's for sure. And definitely one of the best indie games I've ever played. And definitely under the radar, man. I still, I have rarely heard anybody talk about this game. Got a couple friends that they got it now. They were waiting for a physical Switch release. They have it. Dying to hear how they how they like it. And when they start playing, I'm going to be asking them all these questions and stuff. So that's great. If I had to recommend it, I would say, yeah, go for that Switch version. It would make a phenomenal handheld game. Uh, it's just kind of, it's just, yeah, a handheld version would be good. I've played it on my PS4. So, yeah, it's on, I think, everything now. So, have at it. It's fairly cheap. You can get it on sale. It's well worth it, man. It's maybe a little bit pricier than your average uh, indie game, but I'm telling you, it's worth the price. So, Disco Elysium, an incredible game. Check that thing out. Now, we'll go to the Xbox Series S, X, or whatever. I don't know. This one was uh, the first game that I bought when I got my Xbox One. I had to play it. It was an exclusive. And I was like, I need this. And that game is Sunset Overdrive. This is a insanely fun game. Oh, my goodness. I would have to say, like, this is kind of like Xbox's Spider-Man. If I, if I could say, like, this might be the closest thing they got to Spider-Man. Traversal in this game might be is some of the funnest I've I've ever played in a video game. You're like it's almost like a mixture of like Infamous meets um, Jet Set Radio. So you're kind of on. I forget if you actually are riding roller skates or something like that, but you're going around on something. You just like you're grinding on everything. Everything's about speed and like getting around. You got these. It's very very over the top story. It's just wacky and crazy. It's like this fucking soda drink that makes people turn into zombies or some shit. I don't know, but it's incredibly stylized. I mean, gorgeous game. I, I love the, it's very colorful and very bright and vibrant. The music is dope, If you, if, especially if you like punk music. It's got a great punk soundtrack, so I thought that was great. There's even like these elements of multiplayer, but of course at that time, like when I played Sunset, it was dead and gone. Like that game was already forgotten about, but yeah, so you can play it with your friends if you can find a friend, but wow, was this game just incredibly fun. Like, you got this big, I guess it's an open-style open, open style world. Yeah, you're just going around doing a lot of really fun missions. It's just the gameplay is outstandingly fun. I mean, you got these great little challenges all throughout the game. Like, I did up everything, man. I just loved playing this game. I loved traversing the game like just moving around was incredibly fun it's almost like a a tony hawks pro skater like but i don't know man it's really weird i think it's made by insomniac so you know you're getting quality right here kind of the main reason why i was like i gotta get my hands on it it's an insomniac game it's going to be incredibly fun and i feel like because it was only on xbox not a lot of people played it but it's fucking 
awesome, dude. Like, it even took me a minute. I bought that game, but it still took me, like, two years to finally get to it. And when I did do it, that was my baby. Like, all I played was Sunset Overdrive. And every time I played it, I was, like, just so blown away at how fun it was and just how well made. Such a great game. A very standard Insomniac game. Like, it's just so fucking good, but it's, like, just shy of like amazing you're like oh it's just there's something missing but i can never quite put my finger on what is that little element that insomniac is missing from these like truly spectacular uncharted you know those big games personally i put on i put insomniac on that tier i think they're fucking spectacular and do not miss sunset overdrive i would love if they could port that game get it on switch get it on playstation just let people play it because i want sunset overdrive too this is a spectacular game love the style funny game great characters i mean yeah Sunset Overdrive, check it out. I'm pr- it might be on Game Pass. If it's not, you can get this game dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. So absolutely check out Sunset Overdrive. Now we'll go back to the indie side here. I got Guacamelee. So Guacamelee, it might look a little bit goofy on the outside, but it is a fucking tight tightly well-made game. My goodness. Uh if you like Metroidvanias, Don't skip this one just because it's got a wrestler on the front of it. This game is so incredibly charming, so tight. The controls are so good. Such a tight controlling game. Incredibly fun. Very standard Metroidvania where you're going through. You're like, oh, I I hit a wall here. I need a power. And then you get that power later. And you can just, as you unlock these really awesome powers, I mean, like suplexes, you can turn into a fucking chicken. It's outstanding. Great music. Art style, out of control. I love the art style of it. It's very luchador. So luchador is Mexican wrestling. So you got these, oh, masked luchadors. I, it's taking place in Mexico. Just a great looking game. Not not cell shaded, but I don't know. It's definitely, it's very cartoony. It looks amazing. It's incredibly cheap. I think now even you can have, there's an updated version of Guacamelee. This might be Guacamelee 2, which I have not played yet. So I, I will get there. It's, I've owned it. I will get to it. But I think now you can play it multiplayer, I do believe. I think this is a game that you can play multiplayer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just such a fucking well-made game. I was blown away. Like, I personally came in with like, it's not that I thought it was going to be bad or anything, but I felt like maybe the reviews were a little bit overblown. But no, it it truly is just a very, very well-made game. Good boss fights. It's just well-designed. Level design is fantastic. Just a fucking really fun game. And like I said, so cheap. It is so cheap. I think you can get this game for like a few bucks now. So highly recommend it. If you're looking for a Metroidvania and you haven't checked out Guacamelee, absolutely. And a little... Note to myself, play Guacamelee 2. You got to get to that. I know. I know. I will. I'm trying to... I'm, I've been eyeing it up on Switch for a long time. It's on my wish list. I see it on sale often. It's like $7, the fully complete edition. I'm like, ah, oh, I just got to pull the trigger on it. But I will... And I hope that you guys do too. Because Guacamelee, I, I loved it. Very, very charming, fun game. We'll move on. We'll go back to uh, kind of your AAA stuff here. I'm going with the whole entirety of the Metro series. First-person shooter, I know people are probably a little bit blown out with the whole first-person shooter thing and everything, but 
I got to a point where, you know, I've been playing Call of Duty for so many years, and their campaigns got very, very dull, very kind of copy and paste, or I would, I just couldn't help but always feel they're trying to capture Call of Duty 4 again, and you're just not going to capture that magic again. I mean, you can, you can make as many sniper levels as you want, but nothing is ever going to be Gillies in the Mist. So, there is that. So this one I actually played on PC when I was a PC gamer for like a year and a half. I had a PC and I went nuts and I was buying all these games on Steam and I saw Metro. I was like, fuck, I'm craving a first person shooter that, you know, it's not designed around multiplayer. It's just a first person single player experience. You don't get those very often. So I was intrigued. I wanted to give it a shot. And my God, what just a fucking solid game. What an incredibly solid game. Shooting was amazing and all that. The story and the atmosphere in this game is where it's at, man. The atmosphere, it's like, I think you're in Russia, I think. I don't know, but you're definitely in, like, tunnels and shit. It's, like, post-apocalyptic or whatever that is. But, oh, my God, I love the look of this game. I love the feel. I love the underground nature of it. It's a little bit scary, even. Like, some, some missions when you're down there in the dark tunnels, really fucking scary, but... Man, was I just ever blown away with this game. I remember when I was playing it, I just couldn't put it down. I just really was pleasantly surprised at how well made this game was. And just another game that no one really talks about. I Like, if it's not Call of Duty or, like, Battlefield or anything, like, those other first-person shooters just don't really get talked about. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking about Titanfall 2, which is... Generally on every single underrated list ever, especially when it comes to campaign, because I've heard nothing but amazing things about the Titanfall 2 campaign, and I have it downloaded, I will get to it one day, but... Man, those Metro games, man, very, very awesome. One of the, I just thought it looked so damn good. Now, maybe that's because I was on PC. The PC that I had wasn't, like, a fucking powerhouse. It was a very solid PC, but... Man, those Metro games, nah, really enjoyed it. Now, the one I think I played was, now, this might be the same game, I can't remember, but uh, 20, 2033 Redux, I think, and I think there's one called Last Light, I think, but really, really good, underrated games. You can get them, again, a lot of these games are going to be dirt cheap. Metro, absolutely dirt cheap. I believe they've upgraded them. I think that's what the Redux is. Is That's like their upgraded versions. Recommend it. So if you're looking for a kind of a different style, I like the Russian theming to it. It's not like your typical American hoorah kind of crap, right? So definitely really enjoyed Metro. So I'm, I put that one on my list happily. And now we'll go back to the indie side. Oh, we're starting to see a theme here a little bit. Okay, well, this is my last indie on the list, so there you go. This one is Amore. So if you've been around the podcast for a little bit, I played Amore last year, absolutely adored it, one of my favorite games that I played last year, and I have pr- proceeded to not hear a single thing uttered about this game since I played it. it. It seems to be that only me and my friend Josh are the only two guys on this planet that have played Amore. And Jesus, people need to play this game, dude. It's on Game Pass. You can play it there for free. I don't think it's a very expensive game. Now, I understand that it may not be the most visually appealing thing out of the gate. It's a. It looks like uh, Earthbound. It's a very Earthboundy style. It's a very similar 
to Earthbound. It kind of has that look. It's a little bit old school looking, like an old Super Nintendo game. It's pixely. It's simplistic looking. But underneath that simplicity is a immensely deep story. One of the most heart-wrenching, just amazing little stories ever that I've played in a game. Like, really tugs at the heartstring. What an amazing twist at the end of it. I mean, oh my god. When I was playing through this game, my buddy has already beaten it at this point. And he was just waiting and waiting for me to get to that point. And when we when I got there... Boy, did we ever have a conversation about it like this is a special game. Really cool um, battle system in this one as well where you're using like emotions kind of as a rock, paper, scissors situation. So like if you're angry, you use like there's like angry, sad and all this shit. So that was a really unique spin to it. There's a lot of content to it. There's a lot of side missions you can go do. It's just an incredibly charming little game. It's funny. It's very well written. The characters are excellent. You really get attached to this group of characters and that story, man. I'm fucking telling you. Again, not a big story guy, but when a story is just so good, it cannot be denied. Amori is definitely on the higher end of that list because, Jesus, this story was very sad, very, very adult, so if you want yourself a little bit more of a mature style RPG, highly recommend you check this one out, it is phenomenal, avoid the spoilers though, do not look up spoilers, just, you have to, you just need to experience the story for what it is, it is well worth it, trust me, check out Amore, it's on Game Pass, now we'll move on, let's talk about Sleeping Dogs. Now, I know a lot of people, it's on a lot of lists. It's a, it's on a most underrated list, but I still think it's underrated. It's an excellent, I mean, if you're, if you like yourself a Grand Theft Auto, if you liked, even if you like Yakuza, Sleeping Dogs is like, fuck yeah, man. Sleeping Dogs is basically what they wanted Shenmue to be. If Shenmue was the thing that came out like 10 years later, Sleeping Dogs, I think, is what they would have kind of gone for. It's an open world game uh, taking place. I don't remember where it takes place, if it's in Tokyo, Japan or something like that, but it's definitely out east. Uh, very just well made. Everything about it. Just fun little story. You're just going around. I don't remember the story very much, but you're going around. You're kicking ass. The combat's really good. Lots of good upgrades that you can get all throughout. It's just a fucking really well-made open-world game that isn't Grand Theft Auto. I would say one of the better ones. I mean, for me, it's like Saints Row the Third. There's a special place in my heart for Saints Row the Third. Just Cause is another really fucking well-made open-world game. And Sleeping Dogs, man. I mean, don't sleep on Sleeping Dogs. It's a fucking really good game. Again, a game that you can pick up now for like five fucking dollars, I would imagine. It's so cheap. It's got the definitive edition where i think it's got the upgrades and everything good looking game it's just a lot of fun it's just a video game fun you're just whooping ass you're shooting people beating up bad guys driving cars around it's just awesome i feel like it also had some good like side shit to do your typical i don't remember specifically what side games that you're doing but in your typical open world game you're gonna have some extra shit to do and i really enjoyed sleeping dogs i hope that we get to see a sleeping dogs too because i just think that we can get you can get more out of that sleeping dogs game and i hope it's not dead because nobody bought it but i did and i really liked it and i'm telling you to go out and buy it okay so now we got a nice big rpg here ps3 
This is Nino Cooney. I think it's called Wrath of the White Witch or some shit. Oh my god, dude. So this game, I remember when it came out, um, the main reason why I bought it is because it looked like a uh, Hayao Miyazaki movie. So if you're not familiar with Hayao Miyazaki, he is a very, very famous um, Japanese animator. Some of the greatest animated movies of all time. I mean, a lot of my favorites, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, you name it. And this game just takes that art style of a Hayao Miyazaki movie and bam, it puts it into a video game. The cutscenes in there are amazing. It is literally a Hayao Miyazaki movie. And on top of that, it is just a excellent RPG. An excellent RPG. It might be a little bit kiddie, uh, I might throw some people off. You're playing as this young boy, and you get introduced to some of these kind of creatures. And I have to say, if you like Pokemon, you might have a really fucking good time with Nino Kuni because it kind of, kind of in a way, it's kind of like Pokemon. You go out into these big open areas, and you're finding all these random creatures, very weird creatures. The one, there's, oh man, there's one I can remember. He's like a fucking banana tree or something. He was awesome. But yeah, you got these, just a whole bunch of these really wild creatures out there that you can collect and build up your own little group and you're using them and leveling up, leveling them up. I believe they learn moves and all that great shit. So there's all that. It's got a really good story to it. It's a very long game. I do remember tapping out because it's one of those games that gives you a false ending and then like a new conflict happens and you're you're basic it's almost like two games in one like once there certain times certain games that do that just that's it for me when you you made you gave me the serotonin where i was like yay we saved the day and everything yeah i'm good to go and then it's like oh wait no you've just begun so it does have that but my god just a super underappreciated rpg i find uh, I actually went out and bought this game, like, the day it came out, I remember, I was just so incredibly hyped for it, I mean, it's, it just, it, it was checking off so many boxes for me, like, Hayao Miyazaki-looking graphics, Pokemon-style gameplay, I mean, yes, and it's just a good fucking RPG, beautiful-looking game, you got, well, so it's got the Hayao Miyazaki, like, cutscenes and stuff, but it's got its own kind of art style going on for just general gameplay and all that stuff. But the cutscenes are so fucking good, man. That alone is worth playing it just for the cutscenes. But on top of that, you get a really awesome game. Challenging. I, I remember it having some challenges with it, the boss fights being challenging. And like I said, it's a very lengthy game. So if you're in the market for something very, very long, Nino Kuni, man. And I do own Nino Kuni 2. I got it extremely cheap. It was like fucking $8 or something. Very cheap. I haven't gotten to that one yet because I know it went for a different style. They don't have the Hayao Miyazaki look to it anymore. So it's definitely down on my on my to-do list. So it's not like something that I'm dying to get to. But man, was that... I, ever, I had such a good time with Nino Kuni, the first game. I feel like you can get it on Switch and stuff now. If that's the case, make a phenomenal Switch game. Play it handheld. Man, it'd be really good. Don't miss out on Nino Kuni, man. Especially you Pokemon fans out there. Maybe you're getting a little burned out with Pokemon. Nino Kuni, man. Trust me. Check it out. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Let's do Vanquished. Oh, no. Is it? I don't know if it's... I think it's just Vanquish. So this is a Sega game. And it's just another one kind of similar to Sunset Overdrive. Just stupidly fun to play. Holy shit. 
this game was on my radar for years and years and years. Just, you know, it was at a time where we at a very saturated market. There was a lot, a lot of games, a lot of big games coming out. And, you know, a younger guy in, in my time maybe didn't have the budget to go out and get all these games. Probably didn't have the time either. But I always remember Vanquish. I was like, fuck, man, did that game ever look good? Did it ever look fun? And Vanquish is like an action uh, third-person game where you're just in this, like, really badass-looking, like, robotic suit. And you got jetpacks, like, on your legs and shit. And you're just, like, flying around on your knees, like, shooting shit. Very, very fast-paced game. Over-the-top crazy action. Wow, was this game fucking fun, dude. Just a really fun game. Very, very Sega. Very arcadey. Or at the end of your levels, it's like, oh, you got B-rank and shit like that. It's just a video-ass game. Video game, you know what I'm saying? It's just, when you're playing it, you're like, this is arcadey fun. I'm just having a good ass time story-wise and all that shit couldn't tell you a fucking thing about it but just an incredibly fun game this is by far their focus on this one was gameplay 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 and wow i mean stupid fun i think i played this on game pass it might be there i that's i played it on my xbox it might be there check it out but again another game you can get extremely cheap i feel like i saw it for ten dollars on playstation check it out man if you are a fan of very high fast-paced action games third person style this one's fucking wicked dude the nice sci-fi feel to it oh oh and it looked good it's just really fast really fast game but like not fast in a bad way it's just like fast and crazy you're like holy shit dude this is this is insane like just watch five minutes of it you're like holy fuck i'm telling you vanquish was fucking dope i did not get to finish it though i can't remember i can't remember if it was because it was a hard game or if i just you know dropped off on it because it's Probably, like, it's easier if it's a game that was on Game Pass I didn't spend actual money on. Much easier for me to drop it. I can just be like, all right, I had my feel for it. Like, it was really, really fun. I'm good. But it might be a hard game. I feel like it was definitely a challenging game. So be careful. Just do your research on that one. But Vanquish, incredibly fun game. Trust. All right. And last but certainly not least kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's my baby. I absolutely adore this game. And that game is Okami. Oh my god. So, Okami, I played originally on the PS2. I remember renting this game from the good old Blockbuster. Oh yeah. One of my rare, like, good selections at Blockbuster. For some reason, when I rented games at Blockbuster, I tended to pick really bad games. But Okami was one of them, and holy shit! Blown away by this game, man. I remember reading about it in my Game Pro magazine when I had a subscription to that, and they gave it like the five, gave it a perfect five out of five. Incredibly fun. You're looking at this game, it's got this beautiful art style. Oh, again, another game that's kind of like a like a water painting come to life. And the whole thing about this game is to bring back the color into this world, this incredibly beautiful, like Japanese, just gorgeous beautiful fucking like blossom uh what do you cherry blossom trees and shit gorgeous little fucking villages and stuff really funny weird characters you have a flea that's on you and well you're playing as like a fucking ancient wolf or whatever like as old god and you got a fucking flea on you that's your sidekick one of the better sidekicks i must admit a lot of really zany funny over-the-top characters kind of that classic I don't know, Japanese style of like weird, funny, goofy characters, but, and just a 
beautiful game, man. Oh my god, you get, it's just watching art come to life. Like it's just so incredibly beautiful. It was over the top beautiful back then on the PS2. I ended up purchasing this game on the Wii because I thought um, the big uh, gameplay thing with this game is that you're in control of a paintbrush and you use the paintbrush for a variety of different techniques. You got different different swooshes and different you know patterns that you can draw. They'll do different skills. I feel like one is like you do kind of like a a little bit of a swirl and it'll shoot out like a thing of wind or something like that. It's basically, it's a very similar to Legend of Zelda. It's got a very, you go into like these temples and you'll learn like a new move. And then that new move is kind of how you're getting through this temple. You'll fight a boss. The only, uh, the thing that I remember that made me not beat this game, I never got to beat it is because it did the same thing that Nino Kuni did. You think that the game is over and then they're like, no, 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 sir. You're just getting started. And I was about 40 hours in. I was like, oh my God. And I do recall there's a particular boss that you have to fight like three or four times. It's a little bit tedious. The first couple times it's fine. It's a big fucking like eight-headed dragon fucking epic crazy boss fight. But man, it's the the art style. This game is going to look good 50 years from now. It's an art style that is just so unique, so beautiful. The music is amazing. Oh my god, I just love that music. So It's such a God, that's such a good game. That's where the fucking conversation should have started with games. Video games is art. You look at Okami, absolutely. That is art right there, my friends. But Okami, man, I played it on the Wii. I still have it on the Wii. Incredibly fun on the Wii. You know, fucking doing the the paintbrush strokes with the Wii mode. Incredibly satisfying. I wish I could have finished it. I've been eyeing up the HD versions on the Switch on anywhere. It's incredibly cheap. It's like twelve dollars fifty cents or something like that. When you when you get it on a sale, you you can't miss out on Okami, man. I'm serious. If you're a gamer, you have to experience this game. If you truly experience, if you if you truly appreciate video games as more than just video games. Do yourself a favor, you gotta check out Okami, man. Like, it is just an experience. It's incredibly beautiful. I would love more than anything to see Okami 2. Another Okami game would be amazing, dude. Like, you have no idea. Now, the game sold incredibly poorly on PS2. It didn't do much better on the Wii. And, yeah, so the chances are we probably won't see an Okami ever again, but... You know, I hold out hope that they're re-releasing HD versions. Hopefully, you can pick up some Steam and we'll see an Okami 2 someday. Because, Jesus, dude, that wolf. Oh, oh man, Okami, I loved it so much. I might have to go hook up the old Wii or something. Give the old Wii a... Bleh. Never mind, I just threw up. Not gonna, not gonna hook up the Wii. But I might buy that, excuse me, Okami HD edition, but... That is 10 games that I feel like are underappreciated, under-talked under about, and just unloved. Not unloved, but not getting the love that I feel like they should. So, seriously, any one of those games on this list right here, I think you will find something awesome about it in all those games, man. There's a, there's a good variety of game styles here. You got little games, big games, RPG shooters. You got open world games. You got, you got crazy action games, story-driven games, uh, Metroidvanias. It's all here. And yes, so let me know what are, what are your top three, top five games that you feel are underappreciated. And don't say Final Fantasy VII because that's just redundant. But seriously, those games... Love them. I hope that a lot of them will continue to go on. I mean, we haven't seen a Vanquish 2. I, we did see Nino Kuni 2. Sleeping Dogs still waiting. Amori, fairly new game. So I don't think we'll see Amori 2 the way that the game ended. But 
yeah, man, these are some fucking sensational games, games that I really, really appreciate, and yeah, I hope someday a lot of y'all will get to play some of them. If you played all of them, fucking congratulations. You got phenomenal taste, my friend. So maybe in the next list, the next 10 underrated games, maybe there'll be something new out there for you. But that's all the games I'm going to talk about today. A lot of fun. I like doing these lists where I get to just kind of talk about a variety of games. It's a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I do have some uh, quite a bit of ideas coming up for a ton of episodes, man. I just I got a good idea the the other day for our verses that I'm going to be working on now, and and it's going to be like this is going to be a few verses, so it's just going to be pick a year and it's going to go up another year, and we're going to see what year was the best in video games. So I'm thinking that we're going to do like a 2004 versus uh, maybe 1998, or do a more recent year. Like, I want to do 2023, because a lot of talk going around this year might be the greatest year of video games we've ever had. So I want to do something like that. Maybe we'll do like 2018 versus 2008 or 9 or something like that. That's going to be something I'm going to be putting some work into over the next week or so, so that should be upcoming. And of course, you can always go back and check out any of the prior GX GamerCast. Tons of episodes back there, over 40 of them, variety of games and topics back there. Just go back, check them out, let me know what you think and all that great stuff. These get uploaded to YouTube, so there's a YouTube channel. It's not just for my uh, podcast. I am playing video games over there too. Uh, Lots of Let's Plays over there, a variety of Let's Plays just finished Resident Evil 8 not too long ago, and we just started up Batman Telltale series not long ago, so that's on its way and doing well, so you can go over there, check out those, even even those games, like the Telltale games that weren't fucking uh, Walking Dead, I feel like even those were a little underappreciated, probably because they were releasing like 47 of them a, a fucking week at that time, but yeah. Really enjoying this Batman game so far, so yeah. So oh yeah, that's also a thing that I've been playing over the last week is Batman Telltale series, solid game. So that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're doing good. Hope your day's going well, and I hope that you're getting closer to that weekend. Maybe you're listening to this on a weekend. If you are, congratulations. That's awesome. And hell yeah, y'all. We will be back again soon with more Wrestlecast episodes. We got the Hockey Cast. We are in the off season now for hockey, so. We might be doing some different topics and things on the hockey uh, podcast for a little bit. So if you got some uh, weird things you want me to talk about in hockey, maybe I'll do like a, my favorite players of all time, something like that. You know, it's going to be off-season stuff. So there's not going to be a crazy amount of news and stuff going on. But in all legitimacy, uh, this is probably one of the craziest, busiest times for hockey right now. But then it drops off of a cliff and then there's nothing. So cool. We're going to be doing that. The hockey, or sorry, the what the fuck do you call it? WrestleCast. That's that's the other show that I do. That's continuing onward as always. And uh, those are, yeah. I think now I will sign off before I ramble on for too much longer. As always, thank you everybody so much for listening. You are awesome. And we'll be back again with more GX Plus Ghost. <laughs>